0: a lot of times we want to take the elevator and we don't want to take the stairs. The stairs is where you get development. The stairs is where that character, the integrity, the leadership, the model is where you're molded. Elevator is easy. Anybody can get in the elevator and go to the top floor, but man, if you took the stairs, it, it's going to cost you. This is the helping you win leadership podcast. Our number one goal is to help you take a step, whether it's in life, leadership, or ministry. The mission is simple to help you win. We're so glad you've joined us today. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on social media at Helping You Win Podcast. Now, here's your host, Seth Tomboli.
1: Awesome. Hey, what is up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. I have a good friend of mine with me, Jeremy Baker from uh, Elevate Life Church in Texas, and I'm going to stop talking and let this guy talk. I've got a couple questions for him, and uh, I'm just going to start off. Hey, Jeremy, tell us about yourself, who you are, where you're from, what you do, all that stuff.
0: Yeah, first of all, thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it. I'm super excited about um, this idea, this dream that you have of helping people win. So thank you so much. I think it's going to be something that will bless uh, up and coming leaders and leaders that are currently leading. So uh, I think it's amazing. So I'm honoring you. So thank you for doing this Appreciate uh, that, bro. right now. Uh, right now, man, I'm, I'm part of uh, Elevate Life Church in Frisco, Texas and uh, God's state, you know, Texas. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so me and my wife have the privilege to, um, Right now in this season, we're in a, an executive team role. So we're the executive pastors of ministries. So anything to do with ministry, uh, baby dedications, kids ministry, youth ministry, young adult ministry, baptisms, outreach, um, we we definitely have a a, uh, a part in that. See, so we you're doing do a little that. bit of everything. <laughs> yeah, my pastor calls me the uh, Swiss Army nut. There you That's go. He, he was like, hey, you can kind of do whatever we need to be done, you know. I, at one time, I thought that was cool, but now as i gotten older, I'm like, maybe that's not a good thing. Maybe they're just trying to keep me, you know? And they're just trying, but I'm just teasing. No, but so that's what we're currently doing, man. So um, awesome. Me and my wife. Yeah, and so uh, we've been married 21 years. We've got two kids. Uh, one 18. I know I don't look that old, but thank you, Jesus. And that's then, awesome. Uh, one is going to be 13 next month. Come on,
1: come on. So dude, tell us about like, when did you start leading and tell us about what it was like when you found out you were supposed to help people and, and just helping people lead, helping people win.
0: Yeah, I think, I think, man, uh, when I was younger, I always was drawn to kind of like, you know, what, what you're drawn to, too, is helping people win. I know that's the big heart of, of what you do and why you do what you do. Uh, But when I was younger, um, I played high school sports and I always kind of wanted to be the captain, but not in every circle was I able to be the captain of the basketball team or the football team. Uh, But I always felt like I had a gift to help people win in life. But in 1997, uh, I got on staff at a church in Tulsa, Oklahoma called Victory Christian Center. The senior pastor at the time was Pastor Billy Joe Daugherty. Now, a lot of people would know that church uh, from Paul Doitry, Pastor Paul, Billy Joe's son, but I was on staff there and I was the kid's pastor and uh, I was just fascinated, man. I was fascinated with helping people win, wanting people, I wanted to pull the best out of people. Yeah. It was kind of the old analogy that maybe me and you've used in the past. It was like the box of Cracker Jacks, (laughs) you know, you don't buy the box of Cracker Jacks because you like the the caramel popcorn. You buy it because the prize in it, you know? Yeah. And so I always wanted to, I always wanted to try to pull the prize out of people, pull the, pull the greatness out of people. And so that's kind of why I got into it. But that was a learning curve, you know. In 1997, that's kind of where my journey began at Victory Christian Center in Tulsa, Oklahoma. But just really believing in people, seeing value in people, seeing that they could, they could accomplish so much more if there was like a coach, someone cheerleading them on, someone in their corner. And uh, so that's where the journey began for us, man, was in 1997 Victory Christian Center. Wow.
1: I didn't know that. Yeah. And every time I talk to you, Jeremy, or see something you post, it's like you're always championing somebody else. And I've always appreciated that about you. And I think there's a lot to learn from that, man. And so I want you to take, I want you just to hit us with the thing you are most like, what is the hot button you are most passionate about? Take like the next two, three minutes. And what is the, like, if I were to say, bro, If you could put anything on a billboard right now so that millions of people would drive by and see it, what is that thing that's just burning inside?
0: Yeah, and I think I'll just tie into what you just said. One of my passions, man, really, in the thing that I would put on a billboard in front of people is uh, we have a family. um, And I know we talked about it a little bit before uh, us going live, but we have a family crest. Yeah. Uh, and my family crest is um, just really it's our value system of our family, of who we are, who we want to be, who we're striving to be. And uh, but the model of our family crest is you will never exhaust your potential in life by helping others succeed. Wow. And I think with the day and age that we live in. Uh, you know, with social media, with influencers, with all the stuff that we're surrounded by 24-7. Yep. We're, we're we're always thinking that it's got to be about me. What mm. can I do to get uh, the spotlight? If I could Man. say it that way on me more, how could I get more influence? And, and I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. I think people want that naturally. You want to use your gifts, your talents. But I think if you pause just for a moment and you'll say, how can I help somebody else win?
1: Come on, bro.
0: If I could help somebody else win, yeah. guess what? I'm going to win along the way. So and I think good. that's what I'm passionate about. I, I, I'm surrounded by young leaders. Uh, most of my staff, uh, out of the 17 people that are on my current team right now, uh, uh, 14 of them are under the age of 30. And so wow. for me, it's just, it's just yeah, so it's Dude, like, for that's me, crazy. It's like <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, I'm not trying to be no one's dad. I got two kids already. But I am trying to be an example, a leader that that's worth following. Come and on. so, so in order to be a leader's worth following, you got to give some people something to respect. So you got to lead, right? Uh, a lot of times it's big, you know, it, it, it's it's BTNA. And what I mean by that, leaders they they do big talk and no action. But what Ooh. you got to do is you got to be BTAA, big talk, all action.
1: You know what I'm saying? You may uh, need to say that again, Jeremy. I ain't never heard that. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh, man. You oh, make me so laugh, good. man. You make me laugh. So so I gotta be a leader worth following. Yeah. So if if I if I wanna be, if I wanna be all that God's designed me to be, created me to be, I gotta be that leader that's worth following. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I think leaders, now I don't wanna I don't wanna I don't wanna just paraphrase it in small leaders like young leaders, new leaders. No, it's all leaders. Yeah. We have a tendency sometimes to talk really big, but not have a lot of action behind the talk. Yep. And so I used to say it like this, B-T-N-A, big talk, no action. Mm-hmm. And so what I've came up with another way to saying it, it's B-T-A-A, big talk, all action. Because really, action is the thing that gets you down the road. So if in order for me to be a leader worth following, I've got to be out in front leading and showing and modeling what people need to see, what true, healthy leadership looks like. And so I got to be there. You know, mm-hmm. if I say, hey, guys, we're going to be here at 10 o'clock in the morning and I don't show up to 1030, then, then I'm not really modeling what I'm saying. I'm saying one thing in modeling something different. So I think that's, what's really passionate in my heart, just about being a leader worth following about giving your life away about you'll never exhaust your potential in life by helping someone else succeed. Like, man, if I can help John, who's on my team succeed, then I win. I win. Mm-hmm. You know, if I can help, you know, Susie win on my team, then I win. And really being that cheerleader, being that person in the corner, saying, hey, man, I believe in you. But what happens is sometimes insecurity in you, and I know this happens to all leaders, Mm. insecurity kicks in. And so immediately it's like, no, I've got to do the preaching. No, I've got to do the the worship transition. No, I've got to do the leaders rally. No, I've got to do the one to do the announcements. And it's like, no, man, the more I can train and empower them Mm. and push them and, and, and help them see a healthy style of leadership, the more... I get to be fulfilled in what God's put in my heart.
1: You know what I'm saying? So good. So good. My, uh, one of my former pastors, he, he asked me, he came to a student event one time. This was like five years ago. And he after he was like, bro, everything went great. He said, I got one question. I was like, okay. He's like, if I showed up next Wednesday night and tied you to a chair, would anything get done? and i was like i was kind of confused i was like is this a trick question like you know am i about to lose my job what's going on and what he was saying is you are doing everything and you need to stop yeah and he was like you're literally robbing people of what god is calling them to do robbing them of their potential and you're not giving them anywhere to stand anywhere to act and so bro i agree and i'm shouting you down like that that is spot
0: you know me we both know i've led that way too and i think that's a typical when you're younger uh, I think that's just ideally because, you know, you want to get the job done. You want you want to W, right? You want to win. You don't want to take an L. Right. So like, when I was younger, I had to walk in rooms and tell everybody, hey, I'm the leader. And it's like, hold up, man. Anytime you got announce that you're the leader, mm. <laughs> you're not the leader. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't have to announce who is in charge. Like man. everybody knows who's in charge, you know? But man. when you got announce, hey, I'm the leader. It's like when I was younger, man, I was thinking, man, I'm so grateful that I've had people around around me, like you, other guys that, that, that just sharpens. you know, the Mm. the Bible talks about iron sharpens iron, right? And the only way it can sharpen each other is the blades, the blades have to touch. And so when the blades touch, there's a friction, you know, which creates that energy, that, that, Mm. that, that, that that motion to sharpen the blade. And so I'm grateful to be around guys like you that say, okay, man, I need to sharpen my skills here. But when you're young, Sometimes you think, ah, I'm good, man. I don't need no one to help me. I-, I got this. But really, it's like like what your pastor told you few, you know years ago. Hey, would anything he get done? You know. And I think that 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 right there is so profound. What you said, it's like it, it, light bulb happened. Okay, I got I got to get some people involved in the game. I got I got to reproduce myself. So.
1: That's so yeah. good, Jeremy. So next question for you, bro. Um, so. I'm curious. You're. I know you're a guy of discipline and routine, and so uh, we've talked some of the, about this. Just some of the things you had your student leaders doing. Um, I was fascinated by it. But man, what does your daily, your morning routine look like, and how important do you think that is?
0: Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably hit you a little old school. Okay. So um, I know I know a lot of people would say you know you can you can study at any time of the day. You can. You can read your Bible anytime of the day. You can pray anytime of the day. You can read books anytime. The and they're absolutely right on that. Uh, but I'm kind of old school on the way that I was kind of raised. Like I believe, man, when you get up in the morning, you're the sharpest. You're, you're mm-hmm. the most alert, uh, especially if you got a good night's sleep. You know, you got that seven, eight hours. Some people need nine. Some people need 10, you know. <laughs> you yep. know? Uh, so I feel like you're the sharpest. So in the morning, what I've done over the years, I've, I've created this habit where, I spend time, of course, with the Lord. I'm going to spend time in his word, but then i start writing. So I'm very passionate about leadership like you are. Uh, last year, I read 40 books. Now, you don't just read 40 books in one year. You right. have, have a growth plan. So right. what I do in December is I create a growth plan. Okay, what, what am I going to do for the month of January? What am I going to do for the month of February? And so there's this plan that I stick to. Now, if I stick to the plan, I will have the outcome that I want. And so again, that's a whole nother thing. But uh, ideally, man, I'm the morning guy. So I'm going to get everything done in the morning because I'm the freshest. I'm most alert. I'm going to study. I'm going to write my material. I'm going to create my content. I'm going to develop new content. I'm going to think of new thoughts. I'm going to read. But I'm just in that morning flow. I just feel like I get my. I don't. I'm not a coffee drinker. I mean, some guys I know. Everybody's probably hating on me right now, but I'm not a coffee drinker.
1: Uh, that's crazy. I gotta have my coffee, Jeremy. Yeah, I,
0: I, I, <laughs> but see, you guys got you guys that are coffee drinkers are a little cooler, man. You guys are the, you got that cool flavor about you, you know?
1: I don't know about all that. <laughs> I,
0: I'm more of an energy guy, so I'm over here drinking, you know, an energy drink in the morning, and then it all it all makes it you know it all it all works for me. But uh, in the morning, man, I just I take an hour hour and a half and that's my time. And, uh, and, and I've been very disciplined on that. You know, of course I've got, I've got my growth plan that I put out before. Cause I think growth is on, on purpose, you know, yeah. you know, I think you have to be on purpose with growth to be honest with you, yep. you know? Yep. Uh, and I think if you really want to get somewhere in the future, you've got to have a target that you're hitting. And a lot of times, you know, think about this Chick-fil-A does something really well. They sell chicken. That's what they sell. You can't go to Chick-fil-A mm. and get a burger. They only sell chicken, you know? Um, uh, uh, you can go to In-N-Out. We have an In-N-Out here in Dallas, Texas, and In-N-Out it's, Burgers. It's,
1: it's great, bro. Yeah,
0: I mean, you know, I mean, they, they do burgers really well, but you can't get a chicken sandwich at In-N-Out. They right. only do one thing well. And I think what leaders have to do well is they have to have that, that, that habit. Whatever time of the day, you got to create those habits. You got to create those habits in your life because those habits, they actually give you stepping stones to win in life. And so it's what's great. that daily routine? You know, what is it? You know, I mean- uh, every day I'm writing. Th- Doesn't mean mm. I'm going to publish a book. No, it just means I'm writing my thoughts. I'm I'm getting ideas. I'm ge- being creative. I'm in that zone, you know. So there's a lot, That's man. So I-, I just hope that covers something. Kind yeah, of- that
1: that helps a ton. And what's what's awesome is there's going to be you know a couple hundred people that listen to this and that have used a resource that I have provided. And what's crazy and what a lot of them do not know is that Jeremy Baker is the one who gave me the idea don't shake your head. It's true. It's true. I reached out to Jeremy. I said, send me your growth plan. I'm obsessed with what you're doing. And he's, man, he was re he was pounding out these books. He was writing, he was doing all this stuff. And I was like, bro, I got to know. And here's the thing, Jeremy, what would you tell the leader who's listening to this right now? And that's maybe they're too prideful to ask someone else for help. That's a little bit ahead of them.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's a wow, that's a really good question. I, I think, um, for me, um, I realize as I've gotten older, you know, I'm, 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 a, I'm a, I'm about 10 years older than you. And, and uh, I've had the privilege of leading on a lot of different levels, but I think I wish I would have told my younger self, especially in my early twenties, uh, that it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to get yes. guys to help you. You're it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't diminish your gift. It doesn't pull you down. They're not going to think less of you. Matter of fact, A mature leader will think, wow, that guy or that gal really wants to go somewhere in life. And then really asking the good questions. Yes. Because it's not what you say sometimes, it's what the leader hears, you know? And so Mm. it's like that leader's hearing your heart behind what you're saying. Hey, I want to go the next level. I just don't know how to get there. And I'm asking you for your help, maybe some wisdom. And I think when you do that, for especially a mature leader, an older leader than you, uh, what you'll do, uh, especially if that leader's healthy, what you'll do, is you'll pull the very best out of that leader. Cause every leader is looking for someone to pour their natural god given gift talent into somebody else. Yeah. Because as yeah. you get older, you realize that, you know, life is short, man. You know, we yeah. got 70, 80, 90 years, God willing, but you want to pass on what you've been given to someone else so they can further along uh, you know, what's in their heart. And so yeah. I think I think just letting go of your pride, letting go of the ego, you know, uh as so you, good. you know, I mean. You know, ego, I always look at ego, and it might be an old way of looking at it, but EGO, when you have ego, you just edge God out, you know, you Mm, edge God out of your life, you know, Mm. and so, um, as we heard before, you know, ego is not your amigo, and that's so true, you know, so we just let let go of that and just say, hey, man, teach me, make everybody your
1: teacher. You know? Come on, bro. And I, I'm a huge fan. I know this is your heart too, is you can learn from everybody. Um, even the leader that you're that you're asking to join your team, they got something to teach you. And mm-hmm. the cool I think what's beautiful about that is once we're willing to learn from everybody, I think that people want to follow that, you know, and and you mentioned earlier you're talking about reading books. And I, I wanna ask you, um, one is what are you reading right now? So what what's you know, what are you reading and then also what would you say is the number one, obviously other than the Bible, but like um, what, what is the number one book that you would recommend to who's listening? Or if they were in front of you and you're like, man, I can give you one book. Y'all, Jeremy one day sent me like 10 books in the mail just because this is how much this guy believes in other people. He just randomly sent me like 10 books. Who does that? Like, anyways, I, just, I have a lot of respect for you, bro. So number one book that you would recommend for somebody, and then what are you reading right now?
0: Yeah. So my number one book, I think that I, I love, again, I think it would change as I get older, but I actually right. uh, I actually um, got me a copy in front of me because I thought, you know, I'm going to just show the, your audience. It's Leadership Excellence and it's by wow. uh, Phil Pringle. And uh, it's a great book, you know, it's a couple hundred pages, but to me, it's just, it's just always a great reminder of us as leaders and how we should lead and in the heart of leadership and the way we should model leadership. I think it's a great book. It's one of my all-time favorites. I've got about 30 copies, I've given them away, but it's one of my favorites, it's simple. It's not deep, it's not It's not overcomplicated, it's not systematic, it's not you know uh, a financial book. For me, it's just basic leadership, great reminders on the simpleness of leading ourselves and what that looks like. And the book that I just got done finished reading was The Motive uh, by uh, Patrick Luncioni, yep. uh, great book, man. Great book. The motive of a leader. You know what is the motive of a leader? Because we all have motives, right? And yep. motives are not necessarily always. You know, we look at them sometimes, and they can be bad motives. But really, the heart—really getting down to the heart of the motive—and it's been a great book. It's been—it's kind of really kind of messed me up a little bit. I've had, <laughs> I've had to check every motive, man. I've had to Right? Check yeah. Every yeah.
1: Motive. You know. So good.
0: Yeah. When you read a book like that, <laughs> you know, especially I'm a deep processor, so I process right. deep, man. I'm like. I'm in, I'm not in the kiddie pool. I'm in, I'm in the adult pool and adult in diving deep dive, you know, I'm like, okay, is that me? I don't know. Is that really me? If you're asking that question, if that's you, it's probably you.
1: <laughs> it's probably you. Yeah. And that dude, that's so good. Cause I think, I think it's always good to evaluate our motives because even someone who's doing their best to pursue God's will and to listen to the voice of God, read the word and be obedient. It's still, we're still human. Yep. And we still are jacked up you know and so um, yeah so my, I, my next question would be just I know that we'll have a lot of young listeners listening to this and maybe even some older listeners that um, wish they would have heard this sooner but um, what w- if you could go back and tell young Jeremy Baker anything, it could be about life, it could be about relationships, it could be about ministry leadership, whatever it may be, what would you tell what would you tell yourself?
0: Yeah, I would tell myself to um, choose right. And what I mean by choose right, let me give you a little context real quick. Um, Being in shape is hard. Yeah. Being out of shape (laughs) is hard. You know what I'm saying? Being in debt is hard. Being financially secure is hard. Mm. Uh, Having a great marriage is hard. You know, uh, being on the verge of divorce is hard. Um, uh, Leading is hard. Not leading well is hard. So choosing my heart if I'm young, a young leader growing growing in my leadership, I would just start choosing my hard now instead wow. of waiting till I'm older. You know, yeah. uh, it, it, it's one thing to be in shape. It's another thing to be out of shape. It, it, it's a hard, you, you got to choose, right? You got to fight for being yeah. in shape or you, you just allow wow. complacency to kick in and you just, you're out of shape, you know? That's a
1: word, before, man. That's we, good.
0: Yeah, before the, the broadcast here, before the, the podcast, you know, I, I ran up the stairs and I was out of breath. Well- Guess what? <laughs> I, haven't choose, I haven't made the right choices there. You know what I'm saying? Like both of them in shape is hard, right? Because you got to sacrifice. You got you to do cardiovascular. You got to do cardio. Yeah. Out of shape is hard. So just really yeah. in your heart, making the right choices as we grow, you mm. know, uh, maybe not agreeing with your leader. But it's maybe 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 the agreement's not there, but you're just going to align with your leader because you know that's what's important. Maybe yep. maybe you're, you're not just complying with your leader, but maybe you're committing to your leader. You know what I'm wow. saying? And I think wow. the heart of that shift mm. as a young leader, it will help you further down the road because as you get older, you're going to have to choose what your heart's going to be no matter what. You know, mm. am I going to yeah. fight for my marriage? You know, I've been married 21 years. Has on, every bro. day been... Um, you know, roses and flowers. No, I've made a decision that we're going to be in this thing no matter what. And and we're, and we're going to win. So when you, when you make that decision in your mind, in your heart and in your will, guess what? You know what, you know, you you can get through it. You know, you can make it. And that's why I tell young leaders all the time, Hey, if you want to be in leadership, great. Start with stacking chairs.
1: Come on, you know,
0: bro. You want to be in leadership? Great. Start working the front door and, and be being a leader. Right. High five in every kid, every young person, every mom, mm. every dad. Oh, you want to be in leadership? Guess what? Start with the flag in the parking lot. Wave them in. Mm. You know, mm. the Bible says if you'll be faithful with a little, you'll make you rulers of much. A lot That's of times right. we want rulers of much, but we don't want to be faithful with a little. Or a lot of times we want to take the elevator and we don't want to take the stairs. The Come stairs on, bro. is where you get development. The stairs mm. is where that character, the integrity, the leadership, the model is where you're molded. Elevator's easy. Anybody can get in the elevator and go to the top floor, but man, mm. if you took the stairs, it, it's going to cost you something.
1: Yep. You know, Absolutely. I was talking with some guys the other day and I was like, you know, I think Jesus modeled this well. He could have, you know, he could have gave up at age 20 when he didn't have his disciples yet. He didn't have the cross yet. There were all these things that were coming later in life, and he didn't say, oh, I'm going to throw it. No, he, he, he went through a process. Mm-hmm. And so what would you say, Jeremy, to the, the leader who feels like they're in the stairwell and they're, they're on the, like the third or fourth flight and they feel like God is calling them to 100 or whatever flight it is? What would you say just in motivation to tell them to like keep going?
0: Yeah, I I think it's two things for me. Number one, I would say really develop a spirit of not giving up, don't Mm. quit, don't throw the towel in. Uh, A lot of times we quit right before the breakthrough happens, right before we see the sun. Uh, you know, the darkest times of our life are sometimes, you know, that what the Bible calls the fourth watch between three and six, right? Yeah. In those dark moments. But the Bible says when the enemy comes in like a flood, God will raise up a standard. So yeah. right there, don't give up. Don't quit. Don't throw the hope away. And number two, whatever you do, do with honor. Do with honor. Oh. Honor your leader above you, even if you might disagree with the leader above you honor your leader. If if it's just you and your senior pastor that's on staff at your church or whatever level of organization you're at, just honor the person above you. Honor that person. And what does honor look like? Honor doesn't look like, um, uh, let me not uh, be authentic. No, honor says, hey, uh, I, I'm going to honor you no matter what, because I'm an honorable person. I might not yeah. agree with you, but I'm going to honor you. I'm going to respect you. I'm going to serve you. I, I'm, I'm going to be transparent. I'm going to be honest with you, but I'm going to honor you because That's God great. submitted, God put you in a place of uh, of authority, but he submitted you underneath leadership. And so That's when great. you really know that, I think it just helps you Keep everything in the right perspective. And then God can honor that. I mean, honestly, you know and I know God will honor a person's heart more than a person's gifts. Mm. If your mm. heart is right, if your heart is right, you know, if your heart is pure, God's That's gonna right. open those doors. God's gonna That's honor, right, you. man. He'll give you the desires of your heart, but he'll never he's never gonna open those doors if there's dishonor for the leader that you're currently serving.
1: Mm. It
0: just won't happen, man.
1: God, God oh, is man. not a
0: God that is going to go against his word. He's an honorable God,
1: you know? Yeah. And and I've never seen God entrust a leader with more that doesn't honor their leader. (laughs) And, you know, submission, I love, I love this, bro. Like submission is not when you agree. (laughs) It's we have this misconception sometimes that oh, submission, you know, it's like, no, you're not going to agree with everything, but you know what? I'm going to honor, I'm going to trust, I'm, I'm going to respect, especially in public, Oh yeah. especially with, P, but you know, the, what's that phrase it's uh, private or public honor leads to private, private leverage. And, oh. and you get to be able to have those hard conversations when you honor. And so, man, I, I want to go into this next question. I got two more big ones for you. Um, what has been your, that you're comfortable with sharing, you know, what has been one of your biggest failures that you have learned from, like, what was the lesson from that?
0: Yeah, I think one of the biggest things for me, man, is thinking my way was the best way. And, uh, you know, we have a saying that the team that we're on now, uh, we rule everything in before we rule anything out. So everything is rolled in before anything is thrown out. So everybody's got a gift. Everybody's got talent. And God's brought those people to you for a reason, Uh, not just to carry out a task, not just to do an order, but to really add value to what God's trying to build through you and in you and through the ministry, through your organization, through your company, whatever level or uh, place that you're at. So I think for me, it's it's just really going back to, it's not gotta be my way. And I think that's hard. You know, when you're a leader, I think it's hard because in your as a leader, you think I got the path, I got the direction, I know where we're going, but what if, what if, just what if, your way wasn't the best way? Mm. What if, what if, there was an easier way, but you weren't open, right? Goes back to a little bit of pride, you or arrogance. You weren't open to listen to the people that God put around you in your life. Mm, and what mm. if, what if you missed it by, you know, ten miles? Because, you know, you just you could have took a detour if you had just been open to listen. So I think for me, and that, that's being very vulnerable. I mean, in my early, yeah, in my early career, I was like, nah, I got it. That's why I'm in charge. Right. <laughs> You know, and so I've had to learn that the hard way, man. God puts people in your life to help you get better and to bridge gaps and to uh, help you sure things up in your own personal uh, life. And so I think just, just really giving up your way, you know, um, and being open. Now, of course, you know, we're not throwing everything out there, right? But I'm just saying, let me just hone in a little tighter. Uh, if, if we're playing an event, all right, you got this massive event, you got this dream for this event. But you might not have all the pieces figured out of how to actually pull this event off. That's why God's put a team around you to help you figure that out. But you got to be open to listen to Mm. them and hear from them to be able to pull that thing off. Now, you might want to try to do it your way. But if you have never placed, pulled off a big, massive event, you know, you you and I know it's going to take a lot of people. It's not just one. Right. (laughs) You know, especially if it's drawing thousands and thousands of people. Yeah. So I think my leadership lesson there is just just be open, man. Just be open. You know, it's great. It don't have to be your way. You know,
1: that's great. And I think it kind of relates with some of the stuff we talked about at the beginning. Um, And before I ask this last question, it it really does go back to being a leader worth following, because when you are, then you attract you. you naturally attract leaders who are going to be better leaders than you. Yeah. And you know I think that you've done a great job of that, bro. I've always been able to look around you and see other great leaders and I think that's a good testament. It's just look around. if there's no one following, are you are you really leading? you know <laughs> It's a man I'll, I'll ask this last question and then we'll we'll close this thing up. So if if on the spot right now you had to write a three point, Message, and you don't have to go into all the details. But on if you were telling someone who's discouraged, man, they're having a hard time and they just need some motivation to take a step in faith and and win. Um, So, how to win in life, leadership, and ministry, or you know, any of those, what would those three points be?
0: Yeah. I mean, a lot of things come to my mind. You know, I'm like you, man, we're, you know, we're educated in the word, you know, and uh, we're preachers. So a lot of things come to my mind, but I would deal with, I would deal with Mark chapter five and it's the woman with the issue of blood. And she did three simple things. Uh, when Jesus was walking through, she talked to herself. So what's your self-talk, you know, as a leader, what's your self-talk every day? Are you you talking yourself out of certain things that God's trying to put in you? Because that's important. Self-talk is so important. If you think you're inadequate, guess what? You're going to be inadequate. If you think you can, you can. If you believe that God's put you on this earth to make a difference, then you're going to be on this earth to make a difference. But self-talk. She talked to herself. She said to herself in Mark chapter 5, I have been sick for 12 years, but right now I need to get close to him. She started talking to herself, her self-talk. Then number two, she... She touched Jesus, as you know. She touched him. Come you know, on. Uh what, what right now in your life needs God's touch? You know, is it, oh, wow. it are you frustrated? Are you are you irritated in the maybe the curtain process that you're in? Then then ask God to touch you. Ask God to give you a new grace, a new mercy. You know, people are leaving uh the church ministry world, you know, every month by by hundreds of people are, are resigning, stepping down. The you yeah. know, they say in the top five toughest jobs is pastoring. One of the top five toughest jobs is pastoring because you're dealing with people. You're dealing with issues. You're dealing with problems. You're dealing with uh, the world and there's a weight, right? And and, and a lot of times leaders carry that weight and we bleed by accident. We don't bleed. Mm. We don't bleed on purpose, but we bleed by accident. And so Mm. what do we need God to touch right now that can stop that bleeding in our life? Because a lot of times leaders bleed on other leaders, and what mm. we want to do is we don't want to be bleeders. We want to be the ones that feed the people. We want to be the wow. feeders, not the bleeders. And so what's the one thing that I need God to touch right now? Then the last thing is she took what she needed. There's over 7,000 plus promises in God's word. And she took what she needed. what she take from Jesus? She had a self-talk. She touched him. And then she took, she took her healing from him. Right now, mm. God, I believe with all my heart, he wants to meet every one of our needs. He wants to take care of everything that we needed to be taken care of. But you know what we got to do? We got to, we got to by faith, reach out and grab that thing and believe that mm. thing's for us. The best is mm. of our life have not been lived yet. God's going to do something amazing through my leadership. God's going to cause me to help people win. God's put me on this earth. The very fact that I got a heartbeat and blood running through my veins. And mm. I woke up this morning. Come on, man. We woke up this morning. The very fact That's that right. we woke up this morning means we have purpose to be alive and to, and to help people win in life. That's right. So so I think that to me would be a three point simple message, man. You know, uh, your self-talk, uh, she, she touched them. What do you need God to touch? And then last one was she took what she needed, you know?
1: That's great, Jeremy. I may have to re re preach that. So Uh. (laughs) (laughs) bro, that's so good, man. I love the, the self-talk like, cause she wouldn't have been able to do any of the rest of it without that first thing. And some people probably heard that and they're like, man talking to yourself i don't know about all that but oh, man. the reality is is you're you're i mean you may be the strongest voice in your life because you t- you know what i mean it's it's your beliefs it's your mindset it's what you think it's how you see the world around you it's how you see god yeah and so dude that's so good man i i appreciate that Thank you again for joining us on today's episode. We are so honored to help you win in life, leadership, and ministry. Find us on all social media platforms at Helping You Win Podcast. And then also, man, if you would go subscribe and leave us a review, it would help us a ton. And share it on social media. We believe that we lead better when we lead together.